Okay, well, this is my mom's show where she talks about us. We give her the things that we give y'all the show. <laughs> Get Cody, here you come. Hey guys, welcome back to Cozy Womb Podcast. My name is Shan. Welcome. <laughs> I am the mama of the girls. I am the creator. I am the host. I am the editor. I am the one who could go to sleep but always find something to do welcome happy friday we made it we made it to friday we made it through another week with our kids and they're alive fortunately well y'all see the title today i want to talk about building the community for your kids What does your community say about your neighborhood? What does your community say about you? What does your community say about the resources and opportunities that your children have and will have going forward? Do you know who's, you know, in charge of, you know, your local government? Do you know who's in charge of, you know, if the parks are clean, if the neighborhood is safe? Do you know who works at the fire station that might live in your neighborhood? Do you know who's in charge of what grocery stores are coming into the neighborhood? What corner shops are coming into the neighborhood? Is there a garden for your neighborhood? Why not? Right? The opportunity, the growth over the last 10 years in your neighborhood, the safety of your neighborhood, the transportation, the resources. Is there a place for your kids to safely grow here? Or is it that this is not going to be your last home? This is a just for now home. This is a just for now neighborhood. And I think all of that has to do with the value in our neighborhoods today because So many of us live places, you know, just because I can afford it. So many of us live places just because this is where we're going to be for right now until something better comes up. So that means the effort isn't being put into our neighborhoods like it should be. The longevity mindset of what we should build on now so our kids can have it easier later isn't there because... A lot of the families now, whether they're in their early 30s or mid 30s or early 40s, are not looking at neighborhoods like, I want to be here for the next 20 years. I want to be here for the next 30 years. They're looking at the neighborhood like, once the price hits a point where we can't afford it, we're out. We'll find another state. We'll find another place. And... We're just going to temporarily enjoy this home like Ikea furniture. Like we know the Ikea furniture is not going to last us 30 years, 20 years, 15 years. But it's cute for right now. And I think that's how a lot of us are looking at our communities. And it's not helping our children. It's not helping their opportunities. It's not helping... Um, our families with the fact that we can't buy what we really want that's healthy from our our stores that's in our neighborhood because they're not the healthiest they don't have the best options uh there is no great doctors that we want to go to in our neighborhoods because you know we don't know who's over that we don't know why we don't have those options or those resources and that's what we have to pay attention to we can't keep temporarily putting our children in neighborhoods and communities that don't help them become good people. And that's what I want to talk about today. Ah 
Let's chat. Don't forget to check out Cozy Womb Podcast merch on the Cozy Womb Shop with Teespring. All right, so let's talk parent kid news. Um, Most of this is mainly for Georgia because... I don't know what's going on everywhere else. So, um, there was a kid rescued from youth minister accused of making child porn. I have no grace for grown adults taking advantage of young children. I have no patience for grown adults purposely preying on young children it has to stop and it's not about if you live in a good community and it's not about you know what did the parents do where were the parents it's the fact that people are manipulative and they will take advantage of your children and there is no right or wrong age to have the conversation with your children about what's not appropriate and what is appropriate who to say no to and who not to say no to tell your kids to say no to everyone even the pastor even the minister even the teacher even the police officer even the judge because there was a judge i think last week that was charged with having sex with a 14 year old girl a grown man who was a judge having sex with a 14 year old girl last year multiple times that got no jail time, no probation, and was basically nothing happened to him, okay? So we have to stop it. We have to be realistic about the fact that once your child can tell what body part they have and and where their body parts are on their body, we need to be telling them how to own that how to protect that. It's not, let's have the conversation about this when they're 13 or when they're 16, that's too late. Because grown adults are preying on your kids of not knowing who they are and not knowing their worth and not knowing what's right or wrong, okay? Woo, hate news like that. That happened in North Georgia. Um. In Georgia, sadly, the second infant death from COVID-19 happened within 48 hours apart from each other. So just be aware when it comes to your infants, their immune systems are not the best. The food that is pushed to parents to feed their infants. um, Again, please pay attention to the recalls on that. Check the cans, check the numbers. Um, make your baby food if you can breastfeed as long as you can. And if you don't want to breastfeed, please pump as much as you can, because the mother's milk is the safest, the safest, stay right, the safest. Okay. Um, what else? The Georgia bill that would allow parents to opt out of school mask mandates is happening. So some schools in Georgia are for kids have to wear masks and some schools in Georgia are like, parents don't want it. They don't have to. 
right? Uh, I say be prepared, take precautions, give your kids that airborne, uh, up their vitamins, make sure they're getting a balanced meal, um, whether it's uh, vegetables, you know, small portions of meat, small portions of sugar, uh, proper sleep, you know, build up that immune system. Make sure they're drinking water, uh, lots of water, the right type of water, okay? And, you know, just make sure they're making healthy decisions and not being around people who are sick. Don't send your kids to school if they're sick, okay? Don't put that job over your kid's health, all right? Because you just don't know who they're going to affect later. Whether it's going to be a teacher who has a young child at home. Or whether it's going to be an elderly teacher who can't really fight off, uh, you know, COVID. So just be responsible. All right. And last um, kid news, parent news. What teachers teach about race in Georgia is still a discussion. Uh, Parents are still fighting against... uh, you know, race theory being taught to uh, children here in Georgia. (sighs) I just feel like if it's the truth, if it's past history, and if it's going to prevent ignorance, what are you scared about? And in good news, they passed the lynching bill as a federal hate crime. (laughs) Took you long enough? Took you're long enough, okay? The amount of people that were fighting against that being a federal hate crime just tells you the temperature of the U.S. government still in 2022. So how far have we come realistically? Not that far. But let's get into the episode. (laughs) Yay! Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the show. My name is Shan. And I am the creator of Cozy Room Podcast. I am also the author and creator of the podcast journal and marketing the podcast one-on-one. It's two books available on Hulu focusing on different things, but regarding podcasting. So if you're interested in formatting your podcast or finding your flow in podcasting, you should get the podcast journal on lulu.com. If you're interested in marketing your podcast on things like TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube, or even coming up with what the podcast merch should look like as far as what to put on the website, get that book. It's a workbook that you can put your own twist on your own thoughts in and you can carry it around with you everywhere get it today on lulu.com now back to the show here we go back to the show back to the show can we talk for minutes let's talk about community let's talk about community FYI, the community, that show was really good. <laughs> there was a time to be alive, okay? Um, What is the purpose of the people where you live? Like for me, I know my neighbors to the left, but I don't know my neighbor across the street. The owner of the house told me that they're French, but I don't talk to them. 
but I see them every once and again. It's about four people living in that house. Everybody works um, and they come home at different times. Okay. And sometimes they like to park on their lawn to the uh, right of them is two older older ladies that live together I don't know if they're related I don't know if they're married but I know they like to garden a lot and on holidays they have a lot of family that comes over and the house that's to the left of me I think is being sold because they just did a roof they did the yard the other day and um I saw a moving truck but I haven't seen anybody like consistently coming in and out of there but at the same time, I don't talk to these people every day. They don't know me by name. Um, and I'm only like that because I'm a single mom. I, I'm not married. I'm not in a relationship. Uh, there's not a man coming to my house in an every day that you know will protect me from any harm. And I don't want a lot of people knowing that that is my setup. And I don't want a lot of people knowing that I live here alone with two little kids and their girls and, you know, I'm a target. So I, I keep to myself um, because I don't own this house and I don't have any longevity goals for this house other than, you know, I can afford to stay here for now. I, I don't invest in my, who my neighbors are. I don't invest in what's going on in this neighborhood. And I think that's the problem, like I was saying earlier, with people who are just living for the now and not for the future. Because a lot of us are not in a position to be like, you know what? I'm buying a house this year. That's it. I can afford it. And I have the lifestyle to support me owning a house while working, while, you know, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's harder. It's not um, easy to do that by yourself. Not today. Y'all see the gas prices? Oh my God. <laughs> All right. So what do you do in your neighborhood? Like that's super important when building community. You know, where are the neighbors from? Where are the people in the community from? Were they born and raised here? Did they migrate here from somewhere else? Are they just here temporarily? What do they do for work? You know, not to get in anybody's business. But if people offer the information, it's nice to know. But I'm not telling you to pry and be like, so what do you do? Some people don't want you all in their business because then you assume what they have and what they can do and what they should be doing because of what they do. You know what I'm saying? It gets really mind your business levels. But at the same time, if they offer the information, it's nice to know, right? Um, do you clean up your neighborhood? Now, one thing I will say about my neighborhood, all the houses look different and I feel like I live in a neighborhood of people who are at least 30 plus and older. And they might have like grandkids in this neighborhood or they might have kids that are teenagers. And I'm so happy because when I had a house in Atlanta, it was young people racing up and down the street, um, you know, 
five, six grandchildren at the grandma's house across the street and they were loud and they were random and there was no sidewalks in the neighborhood and it was just like everybody for themselves. And I remember the lady next to me before I moved, she had seven kids ranging from uh, age two to 17. Ma'am, ma'am. And she was a single mom. And I'm just like, girl, how? I only got two and I'm stressed. I'm stressed. Okay. But it's good to know your community. And do you even speak to people where you live? Why don't you speak to people? Did they, t- did they show you something about themselves? You're just like, I don't know. I don't want to be affiliated. Or is it that you don't know how to speak to people, right? And you have to be aware of that because no matter what, if your house is on fire and you don't know, it might be your neighbor that helps you. If your car has a flat tire, it might be your neighbor that helps you. If you need a jump, it might be your neighbor that helps you. If you need a hammer, it might be your neighbor that has a hammer, but I have all of those things. But I'm just saying, you you can't be so closed off and feel like you're going to be able to do everything that you're going to need in your life without knowing that they're an option for help or you might be the option for help, right? So when it comes to your community and where your kids play, where they go to school, the other kids that live around there that they might go to school with, like you never know when knowing someone else or having awareness of something else can help you or your neighbor, right? And we can't live in communities that we want to be good to our children where we're not good to our communities. It doesn't make sense. I'm not saying trust everybody because you live around them. I'm just saying be aware of everyone. And this is just an end because I feel like everybody should know it. There's a, uh, let me tell you what the app is. I mentioned it before, but I'm going to mention it again because this does involve community. <sighs> Where is it on my phone? Where are you on my phone? That's the Where Are The app on my phone. I hate looking for stuff on my phone when I want it because I got to remember what the icon looks like. Hold on. Where is the app? Where is the app? Where is the app? Um, not find my phone. So while I'm looking for this, I think it's important to know what options your community might offer you because not knowing it, you might pay more for something that you could pay for less. You might go further for something that you think is not in your community and it is. Um, here it is, the offender locator. That is a great app to have if you live in a neighborhood that you're new to or you live in a neighborhood that you want to get familiar with. Basically, that app, not to be negative, but to be uh, preventative, it tells you where any sex offender or rapist or anyone with a negative background may live in your neighborhood within a certain mile radius it's exact some of it will tell you their it'll show you their face their address with their charges some of them won't show you the charges up front you will have to call a local police station to figure out what their charges just to be aware of who you're around who your kids might ride their bike near 
um, what house not to go to for trick-or-treating. Like, that's what you need to know about your community to be preventative. I don't know how it is for, like, major cities, but it works well in all of the neighborhoods in Georgia, okay? And it has the street names on it and everything. And you can pay to have more options within the app. But for the most part, the app is free. It's called the Offender Locator, okay? Um... It's good to know all of the parks in your neighborhood. I like to know that for the girls because they are four and eight and they like to go to the park a lot, even though I have a big backyard with lots of toys in there, a trampoline, dirt, and all types of kid stuff, right? But the girls love to play in the dirt. I don't get it. Why are you playing with sticks when there's all these toys back here? Make it make sense! But, you know, kids. Um... Do you want to know ways that you can help out in the community? That's a question for you. That is also a question for other other people in the neighborhood. How do you want a good community or your kids to go to a good school with lots of options if you don't even volunteer at the school sometimes? Or the school is not aware that you do something that may help them? Or you're really good at mathematics. Maybe you could tutor one day a week or one day a month. Or maybe, you know, there's some kids struggling in reading. Maybe you can make like a a book club. Like there's ways that you can help out in your community. You have to open your mouth. You have to open your mind. You have to be um, willing to give value in order to get value back. Like it's a give and take thing, just like any other relationship. But it's with your community, right? Do you know who is outside playing with your kids? It is super important for you to know the parents of the kids that your children frequently play with because whatever parents are doing in the household will rub off on children and children will go outside and do it to other people. They will go outside and say it to other people. So getting to know who your children are playing with, who that kid's parents are, just to make sure that they're safe sometimes, just to make sure that, you know, you know where they need to be if it's getting dark and you need to bring your kids in and you're wondering why they're still outside in the street on their bike playing in the dark. Hello? Hey, Mrs. Such and Such. I'm just about to take the girls in the house. It's getting dark. Wink, wink. Don't you think you need to be pulling your child in? big eyes (laughs) you know what I'm saying like some parents are not on point like other parents but even little hints like that might help the parent that's not so on point maybe it's not smart that your child is playing in the cul-de-sac on their bike while it's getting dark outside and people don't expect the child to be out here in the dark and it's just not smart for you to be having this child ride his bike around and cars are flying in because they're sick of their work day like right do kids in the neighborhood speak do they speak to you do you speak to them do you let them know that hey i'm Anya's mom call me such and such hey i'm Ari's mom call me such and such right you know a, a couple of kids came to the door and they asked if the girls could come over and play no can they come outside and play no because i don't know their parents i don't know them And when my kids are outside, and I am not outside with my kids, unless they're in the backyard, I have anxiety. I have anxiety because it takes two minutes for children to go missing. 
it takes two minutes for something uh, life-changing to happen to children. And you never know what people's truest intentions are these days. So if I'm not at someone's house, my children probably aren't going. If I'm not sitting outside, my children probably are not playing with the kids outside. If I'm not all eyes at the park, my children are not going to the park without me. I just know too much. I watch too too many crime shows to be okay with the leniency of being like, go outside. I see you at six o'clock. No, that's something my generation did. I was born in 87. My mom, I was the youngest of five boys. My mom would basically, we would wake up, we would eat breakfast. It would be like 10 o'clock. My mom would be like, okay, y'all could go outside. Be back before six when the lights come on. And we would be outside all day. We would probably come in and use a bathroom. If we didn't go to another friend's house, which is something I'm just like, "Ah -ah." but that's something we did. We would come in for a drink of water. We would come in for ice cream money. Um, But we would be outside all day. My kids will never do that in their lifetime. Ever. What are you talking about? It's different times. I know too much. That's a no for me. But, you know, knowing kids' parents in the community is very important. If you go to the park a lot and you see a familiar face, this is like the... 30th time you've seen this mom and this kid or this grandma and these children you can say hi you can have a little conversation but you just can't on a whim see somebody for the first time and be like oh that's my friend I met at the park I tell the girls all the time that's not your friend that's just a girl that was playing in the park same day you were same time and if you see her 10 more times, then yes, y'all could possibly become friends. But today's the first day we've seen her. We gonna need you. I'm gonna need you to pump your brakes, okay? Pump your brakes, okay? Talk to your kids about that. Everybody that you meet is not a friend. It's just somebody that happened to be there, okay? Um, you know, you could do cleanup days in your neighborhood. You could do garage sales to get to know people in your neighborhood, barbecue day there's a house like five minutes from my house that always does like yard sales of like detergent I guess there are like couponers because they always got super a whole bunch of detergent and fabric softeners and clothes and all types of stuff that they pull out on their lawn their lawn is really big and people pull up every weekend to buy from them and that's how they bring in money from coupons couponing couponing and doing all types of stuff and selling off stuff and I'm not mad at it but I don't want people to know that my house is the house that has a garage sale or a yard sale every Saturday (laughs) that's just I don't want that commitment but some people do right uh do you help out the homeless in your community do you know the homeless are usually at when you uh you know, put things away for seasons and you want to throw things out. Is it usable by somebody else or is it like beyond usable and you need to throw it away? If things are usable by somebody else, it's nothing to donate it. It's nothing to keep a blanket in your trunk during the winter to possibly give to the homeless or jackets or socks or um, shirts or, uh, you know, toiletries like them dollar toiletries if you could buy like 20 
different toiletries and keep Ziploc bags in your car. And if you see a homeless person, just pull over to the side of the road and give it to them. That's nothing, but that's something you could do in your neighborhood. And when people see you, I promise you, they'd be like, oh, that's the lady that does that's such and such, or that's the guy that does such and such. Or one thing I do like when my um, lawman comes to cut my grass is uh, he'll cut the grass for the other um, people across the street or even the other people in the cul-de-sac and they don't know me but they know when I get my grass cut after he cuts her grass I'm gonna go ahead and ask him if he could cut my grass and that's how I basically provide money to go to my lawn guy and I'm like somebody that they know cares enough about what their house and their yard looks like to cut their grass. And they also care. And so when your neighbors care about what your neighborhood looks like, you gonna care. And it makes other people care. And that makes me feel good that me caring makes other people start caring. So just think about it. Like donate food, coats, supplies to churches or, or uh, schools. Um, have a community garden. I know they have one in Atlanta uh, near Lakewood where they grow all types of different crops and stuff. Um, you can have a park cleanup day. If it's like a major city, I know different people come through the park. Some people care about the park, some people don't. But you can have like a park cleanup day where your kids might play at the park and you could clean up with some gloves and some stuff and just make sure everything's in the trash. Because when you live somewhere where your kids get to see that you care and you clean up, then they'll start to care. But when kids live live in a community where they never see people clean up, uh, people don't talk to other people nicely. Um, people throw trash on the ground. People smoke and they don't care. Or they break bottles or it's not safe. Or there was like a few shootings, you know, last week. Oh, they were shooting last night. Like, who wants to send their kids outside to play in that? Who wants to raise their kids in that if they have a decision not to? I know I don't. You know? So just think about it. What value do you bring to the place that you live and where your children play? Question for you. Question for me. Do you know business owners in your community? Who owns the deli? Who owns that grocery store? You know, who are the people in your government, in your local government that make a difference? Who are the people that are in control of if there's sidewalks in this street? the transit system, the recreation center, the food security in your area, uh, what foods they're selling in the grocery store. Do they trim the trees back from the signs so you can see the signs? One thing about Georgia, there's streets upon streets that have no street lights. So if your light is out, you might as well just park the car because you're not going to be able to see. There's deer running across every road. Um... There's gas stations far and few between, depending on what street you're on. You know, who's in charge of the street lights? Who's in charge of making sure there's no potholes on certain streets messing up your car? Um, who's a neighborhood watch? Do you have a neighborhood watch? Do you know the person to go to when, you know, your car has been broken into to let the, all, all the other neighbors know? Who's the person that you go to to let, you know... Somebody's been going into my mailbox for the past three weeks and taking my mail. That will help your neighbor to the left out and your neighbor to the right out. But you have to know who to talk to to let everybody else be aware. 
You have to let them know. Who's been speeding through the neighborhood? Are they thinking about putting speed bumps through the neighborhood? Who's in charge of that? Like, that's about knowing your neighborhood and knowing your community, right? Um, Who's in charge of housing? You know, do you share knowledge that you have about new businesses coming to the neighborhood with your neighbors? Who's in charge of picking up the trash? Where do you shop? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Locally, do you support people who have local honey over buying the major company honey in the major grocery stores? Like, if we don't support the people in our community that live in our community, that have businesses in our community, they're going to disappear. They're going to disappear and everything is going to be super corporate owned and our communities are not going to have any identity and Texas is going to look like Georgia and Georgia is going to look like Maryland and North Dakota's grocery stores are going to start looking like Florida's grocery stores and what's the point of having different states with different temperatures with different people if we all got the same stuff? no character okay so support your community build your community up add value to get value and just be someone that's go-to for something in your community know at least three of your neighbors talk to the people in your grocery store you go to that same grocery store all the time at least two people should know your name I remember when my favorite uncle Ron was alive and he would go to a couple of Publix uh, grocery stores in his neighborhood and people will know him by name he will talk to the people that work there Um, they will always have conversations and I really like that he had that relationship with the people in his community and I remember when he died and I felt bad because one day or one week they just noticed that he wasn't coming in and I was like dang do I tell them do I not tell them do I need to make an announcement and that's what happens when people enjoy the communities that they are in versus when people just are passing through and so my question for you is are you passing through the community that your child is living in or will be in for the next five to ten years or are you making pivotal decisions in your community to add value And my thing is, if you own a home in the community that you're in and you don't see yourself moving in the next five to seven years, get familiar with somebody doing something and adding some value so your kids can see so they can be better people and become better adults. My name is Shan. This is Cozy Woman Podcast. Thank you for listening. Enjoy your Friday. I have another show to record (laughs) because I put a lot on my plate. But I did take off my Friday. I do have PTO. 
because mom self-care is a real thing and that is why I'm doing today and I will have a great day. I hope you'll have a great day. Don't forget to check out the Cozy Womb Shop with Teespring. Don't forget to check out lulu.com for my two podcast books one about marketing your podcast and one about finding your flow in your podcast. And also don't forget to find me on TikTok at Shambi Podden and on Twitter and IG at The Cozy Womb Podcast. The C-Z-Y-W-M-B pod or podcast or Twitter or IG. Check you guys next Monday. Have a great weekend. Don't forget to wash your hands and read to your kids. And if you need them to go to bed. You heard that? And that's why they have a bedtime. Even on the weekends. Because they don't never listen to me. But let me get up out of here. Bye. (laughs)